Welcome to the Get to Vet podcast, where we bridge the knowledge gaps in the military transition process so you can focus on what's ahead. Hey there, Get to Vet. Trevor Maxwell here, ready to do transition check. Ah, man, I screwed it up. I knew I was going to screw something up. I was on such a roll for a while there. We're doing transition check-in number three with Sean Bailey. And with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, who probably won't screw his name up. Let's hope not. Mike Riggs. Oh, damn. Yes. I, was, I was hoping you were going to screw it up. Nailed it. Just to make me feel better. But Good to see Sean. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Good to see you guys, too. I'm coming to you live from our bedroom we don't use that has been converted into uh, Santa's secret workshop. It's very uh, top secret in here. Nice. Word. <laughs> yeah. All of the stuff I ordered is still in the Amazon boxes back there in the dining room behind me. I haven't had time to do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. So how's it going? It's going well. I am uh, 11 days out from being done with school uh, for now. Uh, and I think I have, I'm going to schedule myself for uh, a life coaching certification course in January. So I just finished up my last, my last two electives in school or life coaching. So I'm going to, I'm going to try it out. You can use your TA or Navy cool to pay for it. I'll have to pay maybe a couple hundred bucks out of pocket, but I feel like I need to put the cart before the horse and, you know, do something that I think I may be interested in doing. And, you know, I'll have the opportunity to get certified and, uh, you know, check it out. It'll be mostly free. Um, and I figured while I'm in, I'll check that out and see. Yeah. You might be able to, uh, you know, once you get that, go do a skill bridge, um, where you actually get to work, work on that. But Yeah. No, I, I like that stuff. I, I think life coaching is is good. Uh, I got a, um, you know, just doing that stuff through the Honor Foundation has been a very rewarding experience, especially, yeah, my guy Earl, he is crushing. We talked a little bit. We gave him a little shout out the last, uh, the recording that came out today. But um, yeah, we're going to get him on here too and talk about his transition because that dude just... You know, he was full speed ahead and, and <clears throat> yeah, he's like, man, you were a good coach. I was like, well, it was easy to coach you. Right. <laughs> right. I, I talked to a lot of folks. I work with a bunch of other, you know, chiefs, multiple people um, you come in contact and it's surprising how many people aren't in the, are not in the planning phase. Um, but uh, I talked to uh, Jody Fletcher about a month ago, he was on the show um, and we talked for a little bit before I even asked him to, about going on the show. And he said, yeah, my, this is my schedule. And he called it his four by four. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I want to hear more. And he says, yeah, I work Monday through Thursday, noon to four. And I'm like, okay, you know, that sounds pretty cool. When he goes to different classes and things like that, he needs to go to, for whatever organization he's working for and does a lot of self-care and things like that and spends time with his family. I'm like, man, I could really get into that. <laughs> and that kind of really stuck with me. Um, and I know, known him most of my entire career and I'm like, man, 
so the schedule kind of intrigued me and I don't mind like you said, it's a very altruistic type of, uh, lifestyle where you're, you know, just helping people get better, um, with a variety of things. I mean, if you think we're kind of screwed up, there's a whole bunch of other people out there in the world that are way more screwed up than us. And, uh, you know, leveraging those life experiences, um, who knows? It's just an option. I've wrote down a few things, but, uh, it's an option. So. Yeah. Speaking of that, I had, uh, some decisions to make this past weekend, uh, with regards to my next step, because, you know, they say when it rains, it pours and it did last weekend. So, uh, started to finally get some written offers and, you know, it was a big company versus a little company. And, you know, I, I know the little company very, very, very well. And I also know the big company. I know a lot of players in the big company and, but the big company and the, and the benefits and then the flexible schedule and working from home. And I don't have to drive an hour each way to the little company's site and, you know, all things being equal, man, I had to make a decision and, uh, I, I lost a lot of sleep this weekend over that, believe it or not, you know, and you always, you know, I, well, I was, I, anyway, I, I tended to revert back because a lot of those guys were teammates of mine, you know, that are on that small company. And I kept going back to the damn man. I don't want to let down the team. I don't want to let down the team. And I'm like, and I would start thinking, why are you thinking like this? You're, this isn't a team anymore. This is business. You got to think from a business mindset and what's good for you because this, this team thing, no, no team is you and the family and that's it. So uh, make, make the best decision that's for you and, and, and the family and go with that. And so, uh, up until this, this morning, you know, I was still weighing, you know, I made counter offers and, you know, doing those types of things. And, you know, even the guy that Trevor's coaching Earl, I mean, he's even looking at, you know, opportunities for me too. So, you know, it's even right. an ongoing thing, you know, and I was learning things throughout this process. And one of the things I learned you know, from being enlisted for 30 freaking years, I thought if I get a job offer and I sign that offer, that's just like an enlistment. I'm in. That's it. I, yeah. I, I'm done. You know, that's that's not true. You you can still you can quit before you start uh, unless, you know, people don't know that uh, you can quit before you start. You can say yes and then say no. Uh, and you can say no at any time, as long as you don't incur like training or anything like that, where you might have to obligate some time to right. them or, or you may owe money to them or whatever. And even then, I think sometimes like uh, with Charlie Wells, we had on, uh, he quit yeah. in the middle of training and said, yep, I've, I've had enough. I'm going to go take this other opportunity. Right. But uh, that, this was a learning weekend for me, man, during my transition. And uh, I think I. I hope I, I feel like I made the, the best decision for me and the family and, and my mental space. Yeah. I think the uh, option uh, I think COVID taught us a lot. And I think a lot of folks are realizing that they don't need to have the structure and uh, working from home, depending on, you know, what you're trying to do is, is a viable option. Um, you know, you don't have to pay for fuel or car maintenance, Well, you still have to pay for that stuff, but you're not having the stress on the road and all that other stuff, you know, kind of like what we do now. You just log in on the time you want to talk. And then that was key too, because by the time I would drive, you know, there was an hour each way and 
you know, by the time I looked at the gas and the difference in the the monetary compensation, the gas money ate it up, you know, and I was driving. And the other schedule that I had was a hybrid type schedule where, you know, maybe two days a week going into the office and it's, it's half the distance when I do go in. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot to be said about that. So, yeah, I think sometimes people, you need that. You don't want to be stuck in your house all the time. You need that human interaction, you know? And uh, I think if I'm in an interview with some folks and they ask me about, you know, options working from home and coming into the office, I would say my next question would be like, well, what's the potluck game around here? Like, like what are people bringing in to eat? Because that's what I'm coming into work for, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then maybe like a, a go to get a beer afterwards or something like that. would be nice right. to get that social aspect back. Right. I mean, I think if you're just kind of in your home all the time, I mean, who knows? Who knows what can happen? You can come. I'm completely introverted. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I have some. I mean, having worked from home now for the last, I don't know, year and a half, I, you know, yeah. I always try to make sure I get out. I'm always like, hey, you know, let me pick one week out of the month and hit a bunch of people up and go out and, you know, have some coffees and lunches with them. And, um, you know, just, a, it helps you stay in touch with people and, and B, it gets you out of, out of the house. And I, yeah, cause I would probably go insane. Um, if, if all I did was sit here all day and work, um, it would drive me nuts. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's my wife is asking me, you know, how are you going to fill in all those gaps and that you don't have school? Like, what else are you going to do? I'm like, well, I'm going <clears> to <throat> other classes and, uh, you know, figure out, you know, I start to commit foundation in January. So I'll start talking to their coaches and down, um, you know, location versus, uh, you know, job. It's a big one. I know we're going to stay somewhere here in Florida. So, you know, depends, but, uh, yeah. So, um, that's basically the schedule January uh, nothing's going to happen between now and new year's. Um, so that's pretty much shut down. So January, I'm going to come in hot with medical. I got my list of things I need to get taken care of. Uh, I am slowly starting to detach myself from feeling like I need to do um, everything. Um, um, and it's not difficult. I don't, it doesn't make me feel bad. Um, and then I'm going to, uh, as I'm doing that, I'm going to be working with the Commit Foundation and um, figuring out what I want to do. Uh, and I signed up for a bunch of other classes that I see that uh, Dave Osborne sends out a bunch of different things from hiring, hiring heroes, different seminars and things you could tune into on Zoom. You just never know what you can pick up on, you know, different hiring seminars from different organizations. Um, even if I don't think I would ever uh, join them, um, it's just neat for me to listen in and see what they're talking about because you just there's no telling what you could pick up on. Because like I said before, we're so our scope is so narrow, me from just being in the military, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. Um, so you got to take that chance and, you know, sign yourself up and listen to something you've never heard before to see. So. I did. I, I listened to a few of those GS hiring uh, career fair seminar type things like navigating USA jobs and, you know, what should be on the resume. And, you know, some of those tidbits on there were pretty helpful. And I actually had a coach that was, she was a prior SES coached me for probably a couple hours that she's a coach on uh, honor foundation, but got hooked up through that network. And she helped me out a lot too. 
but uh, I've, I've said that's a great idea. I recommend that to anyone. Just, you know, I populate my calendar and sign up for those two. And I may not hit them and I may, you know, right. if I'm, if I'm around, it's not a hard, a hard thing, but uh, you, you will pick up things that, uh, and I have, I have written out my USA jobs resume, which is probably seven pages long at least. Right. And if people don't know, once you have that written out, you can use it for almost, and you, you want to always kind of tailor the resume and look at the right. PD, especially for USA jobs. So you make the cert, but once you have that populated in there, you can always just quasi kind of expand it. But I have taken what I've written sometimes in USA jobs and use those tidbits and snippets in there to answer questions that other employers have had with my other resume like hey can you expand upon this uh this this experience at this location at this time and i've just i've literally cut and pasted out of my usa jobs and sent them word for word what i had bulletized in that in that system and saved me tons of time rather than sitting there trying to hand yeah. time and be creative again yeah uh, I think it's good comfort zone before you're actually out of your comfort zone when it comes to that stuff. So there's no harm in, you know, checking those things out. I, I even look at some of those too, because, you know, as a coach, it's, it's good to go out and see all those opportunities. And, um, you know, it's part of that is making connections or, you know, even with the honor foundation, maybe not necessarily the person you're coaching, but, you know, they do that, the cups of coffee, you're supposed to go out and have, you know, 50 cups of coffee with all these different people. Well, you know, I feel like if you're one of those cups of coffee and a conversation comes up, you should probably be able to say, Hey, I know somebody that does that. Let me introduce you to them. And you can, I mean, that's how Earl got his job was introducing to a guy that I had known. Uh, Chris bug is a retired F 18 pilot. Uh, who I, you know, I did his sailor training course and uh, you know, that, that led to him getting a job. So I think it's good too, not just if you're a service member, but if you're somebody who works in that space to kind of go out and look for those opportunities to see, you know, what are, what's available, what are some of the criteria for some of those things? Because obviously you also don't want to turn somebody onto something that, you know, won't be a good fit or, you know, maybe is something that they wouldn't qualify for. Right. So what kind of, what kind of issues are you having since uh, the last time we had the check-in? Um, nothing. I just been really focused on knocking out school. Um, I don't really have any issues right now that I can think of. Um, but I will tell you something that I get a question that I get asked a lot. Um, uh, and the number one phone call I take in my office by accident is always um, some retired folks or folks that are about to retire. And they're asking me, why is the pharmacy line so long? And, <laughs> and I inadvertently get caught up in these conversations uh, probably once or twice a month with some retired folks. It's usually a, a senior enlisted person who has my phone number to my office and they call. Um, so I tell them, uh, and I've always said this because I go down to our pharmacy, you know, as I walk around all the time and I see just people just hanging out in that pharmacy and I'm just like, man. Um, so I tell them 
go, you know, sign up for the express scripts and get all your medication mailed to you. Um, that way you don't have to wait. I talked to a guy for like 45 minutes until he was telling me how much diesel fuel he's using by waiting in the pharmacy line. I'm like, well, you know, we have this thing. You can just sign up and get this stuff mailed to you because, uh, I could tell you my time is more important. And, uh, if I have to pay $30 a month or, you know, something to get it mailed to me, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's probably one call that I take that I do quite often. And I repeatedly say to myself, this will not be Sean Bailey. We're not, I'm not going to previous the, the current CMC and complain about the line in the pharmacy. You say that now. What's <laughs> Well, that's what they told all the other officers like, oh, yeah, we'll see what happens in the psych. I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't have any plans of calling you guys. So I, I'm with you. I was at CVS the other day, but I was using my wife's insurance. But uh, I try to I, I did try care select. So I got to admit. And that's another thing that I I I talk to the folks all the time about. You need to figure out um, what you want your health care to be. You know, location has a lot to do with it. If you're close to a, an MTF, you know, you can go there. If not, then maybe you want to choose TRICARE Select and your premiums are going to be different depending on where you're at and what type of services you're getting. So every um, MTF in the military has uh, a health benefits advisor office. And usually there's probably some retired medical first sergeant, you know, sergeant first class, master chief, that's working in there. And before you get out, this is for anybody, Army, Air Force, Marines, Navy, just go in there and kind of discuss your options and what you think you're going to do. That way you can kind of take that one more thing, not just your health care, your families uh, off your plate before you're out the door. You're just like, man, I never thought about that. Now, you know, my son, needs pick a thing or you need pick a thing, you know? Um, so get that information before you're out the door and then that'll just take one more thing off of your plate. Go see your local health benefits advisor at your local MTF and figure out what's best for you and your family. Well, with that too. Um, and I, I don't know if this is, is true for where you're at there in Jacksonville. I know like here at Portsmouth, uh, they don't see retirees there on base anymore. Um, I guess there's, I know Mike, Mike and I found out that there's a, a TRICARE clinic over here by the, by our neighborhood. Um, but I was like, what? Yeah. They have clinics out, out in town that you can go to. And I guess that's mostly for retirees and stuff because they try to, I guess now they just try to keep treatment for active duty and stuff all on base but i don't know is that the same for you guys we have no we see uh um, retired at the at the local hospital but most of our clinics are active duty and uh, you're going to see here in the upcoming future more and more of your mtfs are going to be for active duty only as a kind of pare down military medicine as a whole um as dha is pretty much taken over military medicine across the board oh, and then okay. you got you got that other piece too once you're once you're completely separated or retired you got the va side too so mm -hmm. that's a whole i mean i'm just starting to explore that because i actually they called me and they're like hey yeah you got this rating and here you go uh you want to go to your first medical appointment up in hampton i'm like sure why not let's do it so i've got some appointment to go to up there i think 
I don't think they could get me an appointment until like January or February. And I said, I've, right. I retired October 1st. So, but I mean, why not? Let me know how that goes. Cause I, I need to go through them. I was looking at trying to get a chiropractor's appointment and I didn't know that they don't really cover that. Uh, and try. <laughs> so I've, I've been looking, looking around and all these different chiropractors I call her like, yeah, we don't take TRICARE, but we do work with the VA uh, to where, you know, if you get, get a referral from them, you can do it. So, <laughs> but I, I like <laughs> Mike and I were watching football this weekend. <laughs> yeah. He had a really good story about his, uh, his first experience with uh, civilian medical care. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I did my first ever uh, <laughs> appointment out in town. At, at a civilian medical facility and just to get established primary care through TRICARE Select or I actually ended up I think they did take TRICARE Select but I use my wife's too in conjunction she's got through the uh, university system and so I just like literally threw uh, I mean a dart in the freaking yellow pages they don't have yellow pages anymore but you know what I mean I just picked one found one I had except TRICARE Select and so I call up, I get an appointment. And the fact that I got an appointment pretty early should be probably a key indicator. But, but anyway, <laughs> um, so I, sh- I show up and, and, uh, and the nurse was super nice, you know, asked me about my history. And so we obviously with my 2,500 pages that I left the Navy with, we had a little bit of a conversation and she starts asking me, of course, about, you know, why do you, why do you take all this? stuff for your migraines you have do you have migraines is it causing you know and i told her you know about i said hey yeah you know i used to be a i said you know i used to i was in the navy's bomb squad for 20 years oh okay oh what you know and she didn't quite understand and so on and so forth and then eventually the doc comes in and then you know i was you know i've said it on here before but i got i was fortunate to go to intrepid spirit and go to nico which for us in the military, I mean, you get to go see some of the top people that have studied TBIs and, and they, right. you know, kind of head to toe assessment of, you know, what's really, what are we looking at here? So this cat rolls up in, in uh, this, this doc and, and he's like, uh, okay, so yeah, you have migraines. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, what do you do? Well, I just retired from the, from the military uh well and i tried to tell him what i did he just dismissed everything what i did and you know i said yeah. and i said you know i uh, well I've, I've had i've had some uh, traumatic brain injury oh have you have you ever you've had a concussion before i'm like yeah i've had several you've have you ever lost consciousness yeah i've i've lost consciousness a few times really and it was just like no, I'm I was to, kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like trying to explain to someone who has yeah. never, ever been. I mean, I could never met anybody in the military before, let alone somebody who did anything, you know, like had been in combat or done, you know, a special operations job or anything like that. And then it got into the discussion of, you know, here's my. I brought my VA rating stuff with me just so it could break it down, you know, in medical terms. So he could understand a little bit better. Maybe that would help with his assessment and shit and kind of, 
get this, you know, ball in the roll or roll, get this ball rolling. And, and he's freaking, you know, he's like, well, you're, you're a hundred percent disabled. You can't work. And I'm like, yeah, I can. What, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you're a hundred percent disabled. You, you can't have it. You, you can't work. I'm like, it's VA hundred percent disability rating. I'm not unemployable. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if you're, if you're hundred percent disabled, you, you are. And I'm like, Oh my God, can we just get this over with? Can you just order my prescription so I can please leave? It was just such, it was a complete nut roll to get through to this guy, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't even get into hard. I didn't, I, I probably got into like 10, 15% of stuff with this guy. And it was just like, all right, I just need to get through this and go see somewhere else, go see someone. Hopefully I can find a provider that, is retired, uh, yeah. you know, retired physician that does you know, family medicine or, you know, a gen- has like a general practice that I can at least walk in there and he goes, has some idea of, Oh, okay. I know what you did or has some semblance of, uh, where I'm not just, and the guy with discount shit too. That that's the other thing that really irritated me. And I'd say, you know, well, when I went to NICO or I went to Instructed Spirit and this neurologist, diagnosed me with this or this neuropsych said this or so on and so forth he's like well i think you just need to go on a vegan diet i'm like oh (laughs) you've got to be shitting me here dude that's probably the biggest red flag you could (laughs) so i will not i will not be seeing that guy again yeah you're kind of playing a provider roulette there Um, (laughs) yes yes but the it's, other thing is, you know, like, just like when, if you don't like your first job, go see, go somewhere else. I, you can do the same stuff with your, your right. medical provider, go, go somewhere else because actively shop until you find someone that meets your needs. Cause I have that's, not found them yet. Yeah. That's what you got to do. You don't want to have to go back and relive all that stuff. Yeah. That's. <laughs> it was miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I came home and, and told my wife that story. <laughs> She was like, oh my God. It was have something you, else. Have you thought about going vegan? That might that might solve all of your tra- traumatic brain injury issues. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know about I'm yeah. not a doctor. Not what's a- your what's your next uh next area of focus once you get done with school? Um taking care of all the medical stuff. Um, I got a little stick figure man with some numbers, uh, and next to those numbers are different things that I'm going to get seen for. And I got the, you know, one of our IDCs just made chief. And then, uh, you know, during final night, I said, you know, man, I'm just really glad I got a new, uh, chief IDC that I'm going to come see you uh, in a month. And, uh, we're going to start knocking all this stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Did you now, did you look at, um, anything like intrepid spirit or, I didn't. I just saw, it's funny because I just saw a neurologist um, for a bunch of things and I had to wear that, uh, the water polo cap with all the little electrodes on it. Mm -hmm. I just, I just, I just wore that for three days. Um, And uh, you know, my kids were making fun of me and. uh, Did you have to wear it at work? I didn't. I made sure (sighs) I Friday. Uh, I took it off this morning and I turned it in back to the place uh, this afternoon before I came home. Yeah, I was not, 
I'm way too vain uh, to be wearing that thing out in public. I had to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if it was me, I would have like said, all right, we're going to do a dress blues inspection and just worn that thing. And <laughs> anybody that laughed, I'd be like, fail, loss of military bearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Yeah. But my CEO, my CEO told me, she's like, you're going to, we're going to send you up to this place for TBIs. I'm just like, ah, I don't think I'm that bad. There's other people way worse than me. Yeah. I'm not that let these guys check me out and then if they say, go that route but well they do a lot of other stuff there too like it's like you get to paint and pet horses and not for, for me <laughs> that's right. the one thing i always remember mike where he's like hey can i come crash at your house this weekend and look at houses and, <laughs> and he texts me he's like i'm gonna be late i'm petting horses right now yeah <laughs> i was so skeptical of that crap I was, I was, because I had horses as a kid. I mean, we had a we had a farm in West Virginia. And we probably had, we always had like four or five of them. My grandpa had them. We go ride them every now and then. But I mean, we, we weren't real like horse people. I mean, we didn't. We just rode. We'd ride them around or mess around. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we didn't. When they were just like A to B horses. But uh, I mean, when they said we were going to go pet horses, I'm like what the hell is, why are we doing this? This is stupid. But I will say it was actually worth it. it yeah. yeah. I always like seeing John McCaskill's videos of his, he got a horse and that thing is glorious. Do you see it? He does those slow-mo videos of it galloping and you see his hair just blowing in the wind. And I'm like, man, John's are the horses. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes, oh, well, Yeah. <laughs> The video is on the horse. Oh, okay. But I was I told him one day, I was like, you need to take some like Vladimir Putin type pictures of you on your horse. Yeah. <laughs> Shirtless with a yeah. you in the background. Yep. <laughs> that would be some team guy stuff right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. That would be awesome. The American. Yeah, you can make that as profile picture. Who wouldn't want to follow that guy, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> that is mindfulness. Yep. So, well, what questions? I know we got we got to at least do, get a couple of questions on here since we're doing a transition check in. So, what questions do you have for us? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I really have any. I think uh, maybe some more questions will come up once I start getting in the coaching process with commit, um, uh, you know, just the other, you know, the one recommendation, get your, talk to your healthcare benefits advisor, uh, you know, probably, you know, secure the services of a financial counselor, make sure your, your money is straight before you get out. Um, you know, that's a good idea. That's a, that's a good idea. I, one of my captains that I work with, he's, uh, probably 60, and I spoke to him probably about two months ago and he has about the same amount of time in me. He's going to retire around the same time. And he's a, um, I talked to him and, uh, I was fascinated by how unprepared he was. Um, and I asked him, you know, do you have any other type of life insurance? He's just like, no, I just have the military SGLI. I'm like, Hey, have you looked into, you know, we work at a hospital we're surrounded by doctors. Have you seen any of these guys for anything? He's just like, 
no, I haven't. I'm like, man, that's going to be a problem. Um, so, you know, secure some other type of health insurance as once that, uh, I mean, uh, life insurance, because once you separate, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Um, you're going to be paying out the, yep. uh, that stuff. So one, one thing I did see, and I'll, I'll mention that before we, we hop off here, I, I was reading an article that I guess, and this really, I think this applies mostly to, um, to the survivors of service members who were killed in action. Um, I guess now they're going to start uh, letting them receive survivor benefit plan payments and the VA dependency indemnity compensation concurrently. Because a lot of people don't know about that, the VA DIC, but that actually, you know, applies to retirees too. If your death was as a result of something that, you know, you were, was part of your disability, there's additional compensation you get for that. Um, it's, and a lot of people don't know about it, but it's like, Hey man, that's, that's, that's more money for your family to, to be able yeah. to take care of you. So um, I think, yeah, maybe one of these days we'll do, do some, do an episode where we kind of dive into some of that stuff too. So, right. yeah, well, good checking in with you. We appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with us and uh, hopefully, well, maybe we'll even get the chance to see you before you head back to Florida. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we'll probably do another one of these, uh, you know, after you get done with school and everything and get into the coaching and, and talk yeah. about that. Cause I think that's a, that's a great career field. If you can, if you can make a living doing it. And I, you know, I, some of the people who I see doing it and do it well seem to be some of the most fulfilled people that I've, that I've encountered. So. Right. And that's, that's kind of like, what I'm looking to do. I'm not looking to make a whole lot of money. I'm just looking to, uh, take care of my, my family and, uh, help other, help some other folks out. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, with a good plug for the commit foundation, I think I got a lot out of it when I went through it. I think you'll, right. it's a lot of, uh, of course, you know, you, you'll put a lot into it and I'll tell you that, but, um, it's a lot of self-discovery that, uh, it's not as, process oriented as i think i felt the the honor foundation was but you know you get a lot of more one-on-one -on -one engagement with your your coach you know as you go through the commit foundation but it was it was some it was some discovery in there you know as you find out what's next you know i think it'll you might be surprised you know if you take notice of where you're at right now and where you're at at the end of that uh, and and see right you might find yourself on a different, not saying coaching or anything, but I, I did, I was like, Oh, wow. I never thought about that. Or I, I didn't, I didn't take that into consideration or, you know, it just makes you look at things differently or take things that take things into consideration you never thought about. So. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Heck yeah. Oh man. Did I just say heck instead of hell? Yeah. I'm afraid you did. That's a little pretty, bit. That's a fucking bit. lame. There you go. I just made up for it. So, <laughs> All right, Sean. Well, good talking to you and hopefully we'll see you again soon. And if not, have a happy holidays and we'll talk to you after the new year. Yeah. You guys take care of yourselves. We'll see you soon. All right, hey, man. Take care. Yep. Have a good one, everybody. Yep. Thank you for listening to the get to vet podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and follow us on LinkedIn. 
If you'd like to come on the show, email us at Mike or Trevor at gettovet.net. That's get the number two vet.net. And let us help you get to vet.